Hey, what's up? It's your bro, Mario Escobedo. Thanks for tuning in to episode number 18 of the Christian Bro Code podcast. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do things a little bit differently in this particular episode. If you've been tuning in for a while, you know, I kind of have this format that I follow for the episodes. Today is going to break that format just a little bit, not a whole lot, but just a little bit. And uh, so let's get some intro music going, and then we'll come back in to start the episode, uh, episode number 18. All right, so let me give you just a little bit of background of how this episode came about. Uh, one day I was I was on YouTube just a few days ago. I was I was just looking for some stuff on YouTube, and I don't know. You know how YouTube just kind of suggests some videos for you, or it puts some stuff that you might be interested in watching. Well, I was I was watching something on YouTube, and then it gave me a suggestion. And I started looking at this suggestion, and it was uh, something along the lines of the web's most searched questions. And so this this particular episode of the web's most searched questions was on the Netflix series Stranger Things. I don't know if you've seen that, but there's a series called Stranger Things on Netflix. And they had a couple of the actors from the show answering some of the web's most searched questions about the show Stranger Things. I found it really interesting. It was, you know, just some very informal conversation between the two actors and they just literally took questions that were typed up in Google regarding stranger things and that that just kind of piqued my curiosity a little bit and and I started thinking what are what are people searching in Google about about Christians and about Christianity and, and Christianity in general what are the questions what are the curiosities that people have when it comes to Christianity? And so I went to Google and I just started typing the words, why do Christians, and not really knowing what was going to come up, and I got this long list of things, uh, you know, Google does this autocomplete or this auto-suggestion when you start typing, when you start searching for something. And, and the way the autocomplete works is that the more people search for a particular phrase or a string of words put together, the more Google starts to you know, suggest that as something that you might be looking for in your search. So as I'm typing, why do Christians, the very first item that appears in the autocomplete is why do Christians fast? I, I found that I found that very interesting. I thought it would be some other kind of question, like why do Christians, you know, believe in Jesus or why do Christians, I don't know, something more theological. Why do Christians especially right now around Easter time when I'm recording this episode, why do Christians believe in the resurrection of Jesus, or why do they believe that Jesus rose from the dead? I thought that that was going to be, I don't know, something along the lines of what people were were searching in Google. Now, again, mind you, the way the Google algorithm works, um, I've just always wanted to say algorithm, but the way Google works as I understand it is that it it fills in your autocomplete based on the majority of searches that, that are taking place in Google. So when you type, why do Christians, and the first thing that autocompletes is fast, what that means is that that phrase, why do Christians fast, is one of the web's most searched questions about Christians or about stuff that Christians do. And what's what's interesting about that to me is that apparently people want to know the truth about Christians and fasting. And there's a, there's a whole bunch of other things. Why do Christians celebrate Christmas? Why do Christians celebrate Easter? One one thing that I find I found interesting, and and maybe at some point I can have an episode about this, but at one point I didn't see it when I went back to try this same search, but uh, one thing that appeared in the Google autocomplete was why do Christians hate gays? And I, I, I found that 
kind of sad on one point, of course, but interesting that people would be searching that. But I decided that I wanted to do an autocomplete answer similar to what I saw on YouTube with that Stranger Things episode that I talked to you about, and just take my shot at answering the question. If this is a question that people on the web are asking, then here's here's kind of what I thought. I'm going to take my shot at answering that question because here's what I'm thinking. I'm, I'm willing to bet that most of the people who are searching for that phrase, why do Christians fast, are probably Christians themselves. There, there are probably some Christian bros out there, maybe even you, you know, you're listening to this podcast, you're a Christian bro, you're in church, you know, whatever, you're involved somehow in Christianity and in church. At some point, you've probably heard about fasting, you've probably fasted yourself, and you've probably asked yourself the question, well, why in the world are we doing this? Why do Christians fast? So I, again, I'm, I'm willing to bet that the majority of the people who are asking the question, why do Christians fast, are probably Christians themselves. And I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that the reason that that takes place is because there's probably some confusion among Christians themselves as to why Christians actually fast. So in this episode, I'm going to take some time to talk about what I think are some wrong reasons for fasting, and also what I consider to be the real purpose behind fasting, you know, at least, at least the way I see it. Now, here's part of the frustration that the Bible never lays out. You know, if you want a spoiler alert, if we're asking the question, why do Christians fast? What does the Bible say about fasting? What does the Bible say about why Christians should fast? Here's a spoiler alert. The Bible doesn't say a whole lot about it. And that, that can be frustrating because it is a fairly central piece of our faith. I mean, it is something that we talk about and that we we, we kind of hold it up as one of the uh, hallmarks of Christianity. If you're a mature Christian or you're someone who's just wanting to grow in your spiritual walk, one of the things that, that's a mark of that, that you're maturing and that you're growing, is that you fast. You know, never mind how frequently or how intensively, but as you're growing, you fast, right? And the the, frustra- the frustration for me is that the Bible is curiously silent about the actual purpose of fasting or why we should fast. Now, don't get me wrong. There are a bunch of examples in the Bible of people fasting. Jesus taught about fasting. Most of the go-to scriptures on, on fasting are teachings of Jesus. But what's interesting is that even in his teachings— Jesus doesn't lay out a systematic or a comprehensive explanation regarding fasting. And again, I find that interesting because we've we've elevated it to a pretty prominent place in our Christian walk or as, as the mark of a mature Christian. And so, you know, the, the Bible, as far as I can tell, doesn't give a clear explanation as to even what the purpose of of fasting is. And so what we're left with as Christians who, who want to be true to the Word, who want to grow, who want to mature, who want to develop our spiritual walk, you know, bros like us who want to take a step from where we are to where God wants us to be, is that we're kind of left with this, that we have to piece together an answer to this question, why do Christians fast? And we have to piece together an answer from the different occurrences of fasting that we see in the Bible. Because as far as I can tell, even when there are instances and examples of people in the Bible who fast, again, there's never an explanation as to why they're fasting or what the purpose of fasting is. I don't think we're totally in the dark about fasting. I think there's enough information, there are enough examples and uh, and things, uh, what would we call it? Yeah, I guess examples of people in Scripture who fast, that we can put something together, uh, uh, an informed and an educated uh, response to the question, why do Christians fast? And so that's what I'm going to tackle in this episode. Now, 
real quick before before I continue, I want to tell you that I did do a YouTube video on this very same question. If you're more of a visual person, then go check out uh, the Christian Bro Code YouTube channel. I'll leave a link in the show notes of this episode so you can go directly to the Christian Bro Code YouTube channel. That video is a lot shorter. I mean, YouTube is just... I, I, I've tried doing longer episodes on YouTube. I don't think it works for that platform. So it's a much shorter, a more condensed explanation. But essentially, it's it's what I'm offering here. So again, back back to the question, why do Christians fast? Now, if we have a big idea, which I normally do for each episode, the big idea would be the answer to the question, why do Christians fast? And so here's the short answer to that question of why do Christians fast. Essentially, here's the big idea for the episode— Christians fast in order to align their will to God's will. To me, that ends up being the entire purpose of fasting, that you align your will to God's will. The purpose of fasting, the result, what should you get out of fasting? What should you be looking forward to as a result? What's the big payoff? What's the benefit of fasting for you as a Christian bro? And what I think it is, is that Christians fast, or if you want to personalize it, you as a Christian bro, you should fast in order to align your will to God's will. Now, I'm going to dive into an explanation of what I think that means or what I mean by that, but here are a couple of reasons that I think we should not fast. I think there's a misconception among Christians who do fast that the reason for fasting is to get God to answer a particular prayer that you have in the way that you want Him to answer. I, I think it's been it's been transformed into, hey, if you want something from God, pray. And when praying doesn't work, throw in some fasting, and that'll get God to answer your prayer. (laughs) That'll get God to do what you need Him to do or what you want Him to do. That'll get God to to take notice of what you're you're asking Him for, and and when you fast, wow, God's going to answer. Now, I'm not here to doubt that. There's no doubt that definitely when you have a huge need in your life, when you have a major decision you have to make, fasting coupled along with prayer should definitely be a major component of that decision-making process that you're going through. But here's how I see it. You shouldn't use fasting as a tool to try to get God to give you what you want, because it ends up being more like a hunger strike, right? I'm not going to eat until you give me this. I'm, I'm going to... I'm, I'm Look, I hope I can make you feel badly enough to give in to what I'm asking. I hope that you see all the suffering I'm going through and how much my stomach is hurting and how much my head is hurting and how much I I crave pizza or a burger and how much of a sacrifice I'm making every time I drive by my favorite burger joint and I and I don't do it because I'm fasting, I'm fasting. I hope you see all of that sacrifice on my part and you finally just give in to what I want and you give me what I want. That's a hunger strike. Right, you're 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 kind of in contract negotiations with God, right? It's a it's a hunger strike. You're trying to coerce God. You're trying to manipulate God into giving you something that you want. You're, you, you and if you take it to an extreme, I mean, it's almost like throwing a temper tantrum. It's it's like your your two or your three year old daughter or son who you're not giving them what they want. So what do they do? They throw themselves on the floor. They start kicking and screaming, and and they're they're just gonna you know I'm not gonna give in. I'm not gonna stop until you give me what what I want. You know I want it. I want it. I want it. And and when you're fasting, it could be like I want it. I want it. And I'm not gonna eat until you give it to me. And fasting is not at all about trying to convince God to see things your way or to give you the things that you want. That's that's a misconception, I think. That's a misconception about fasting, that it's a way to convince or even trick God 
into giving you what you want. I don't think that's the concept of fasting. I don't think that's why Christians should fast. Uh, another thing, and this will be really quick, uh, fasting is not God's weight loss program, right? There, there's some people, unfortunately, who start putting on a couple of extra pounds and they say, well, uh, maybe I should fast, right? And they try to make it something holy, but it really it's just another diet for them. It's just another weight loss program, but this one has God's stamp of approval on it. So, hey, you're fasting, throwing a couple of scripture readings and a little bit of prayer here and there, and bam, there you go. You've got God's weight loss program. It's not Jenny Craig, it's like Jesus Craig, right? It, fasting is not a weight loss program. It's not God's weight loss program. Now, don't get me wrong. There are definitely some health benefits associated with fasting. And even there, you know, we've got some fasting programs like the Daniel Fast that promote healthy eating, not just during the period of fasting, but there, there's something that's based off of the Daniel fast called the Daniel plan that, that's meant to provoke, promote healthy leading, healthy living and, and eating. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with that. But if the primary reason you're fasting is to lose weight, then you're doing it wrong. That, that shouldn't, that can't be the primary reason for your fast. Uh, and Again, are there health benefits associated with it? Yes. At the beginning of 2018, I led my church in a 21-day Daniel fast, and, and and aside from the spiritual benefits that we had from it, we had several people in our church said, "Man, my my blood pressure went down, my sugar was regulated, this and that, you know, stuff that was happening in my body, stuff just started correcting itself." And I was like, "Fantastic, right?" And and I could tell from them that that's not why they were doing it. They were just kind of surprised at the benefits, sort of the the cherry on top, the the side effects, the good side effects that they were able to enjoy as a result of fasting, but it's not, you know, that, that that can't be, that shouldn't be the primary reason that you fast, losing weight. It, it, can't, it can't be that. It's not God's weight loss program. And I'm interested to know, have you, have you done the Daniel fast and how did that go for you? You know, leave some comments on the Facebook group or in the YouTube video. Uh, leave some comments if you've done the Daniel fast. I'm interested. We, we had a great time doing it. It was tough. I'll tell you that much. You know, it, the first few days were really tough. The middle section was a little less tough and then the last few weeks was really tough again. So <laughs> on the average, it was tough, but it was a good thing for us to do. So, I mean, yeah, there, there are a bunch of wrong reasons that you fast. You know, people don't like that they're going to eat leftovers for dinner that night. So what do they say? I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and fast. Uh, people wake up late and they don't have time to make breakfast. So they say, well, I, you know what? I guess I'll just fast until lunch. That's not fasting. Right? That's, that's, that's like a preparation. That's that, I, I, there's no intention behind that. that. That's I mean, that just can't be the reason for fasting. So that brings us back to our question, well, why do Christians fast? And let me remind you of the answer I gave you earlier, right? Here it goes again, kind of the big idea for this episode, even though I didn't play the cool Three Stooges clip that I used for the big idea. This is the big idea right here. Christians fast in order to align their will to God's will. That's the whole purpose of fasting, as far as I can tell. It's to align your will to God's will. Now, let's look at some Bible for this, so you can see that I'm not just pulling this out of the air or out of my ear. Let's look at some Bible for this, and I'm going to look at 2 Samuel chapter 12. It's a story that involves King David, and let me give you a little bit of context. I'm not going to, I mean, it's a long story, it's a long chapter, a whole lot of verses, so I'm not going to read everything, of course. I'll, I'll read some, but not going to read a whole lot. Let me give you a little bit of context so that we can understand uh, this story. And and you should know that this particular passage, this story, it involves fasting, but fasting isn't the main point of the passage. 
Okay, it just kind of mentions fasting and passing, but I think even though it's only briefly mentioned, I think it's still super important to the passage, okay? So let me give you some context, 2 Samuel chapter 12. King David had just committed a pretty horrible sin. He slept with a married woman. She wasn't his wife. He got her pregnant, and when he found out that she was pregnant, what did he do? He killed her husband. I mean, that's, that's pretty bad, right? Had an affair with a married woman, got her pregnant. When he found out she was pregnant, he had her husband killed. Horrible. So some time passed, and a prophet by the name of Nathan told David that as a result of his sin, the baby was going to die. And sure enough, when the baby was born, he became very sick. And so when the baby is sick, we see that David responds in a very particular way. David decides to pray and to fast. Look at what 2 Samuel 12, 16, and 17 say, David pleaded with God for the child. He fasted and spent the night's lying in sackcloth on the ground. Verse 17, the elders of his household stood beside him to get him up from the ground, but he refused, and he wouldn't eat any food with them. So notice what's happening. In light of this horrible, this very terrible situation, David decided to fast and pray. And uh, you know, the Bible, this passage doesn't mention, mention this specifically, but I think we can safely assume that the reason David was fasting and praying was because he wanted God to heal the child. I mean, that just makes sense. That's what drove him to fast and to pray to begin with. David was fasting because he wanted God to do something specific, and he wanted God to intervene miraculously in this particular situation. He, you know, he wanted God to heal his son. And in this case, David, by fasting, I think he was demonstrating his commitment to see a divine intervention in this situation. He was, I think he was trying to show God that this situation was so important to him that he was even willing to give up the most basic need that we have as humans, the need to eat, in order to focus all of his energy and all of his attention to this need. I, and, and here's, I mean, I, I can't prove this. I'm, I'm going to, here's a disclaimer. I'm going to tell you from the beginning. I can't prove this. Scripture does not say this anywhere, okay? I can't prove this, but I think there's sort of a symbolic element to fasting, not just the physical aspect of fasting, actually not eating, right? And, and setting yourself apart to, to hear from God and all that. I think there's a symbolic element to fasting, and I think we see that here in the case of David. I think that symbolically speaking, when someone fasts, you're kind of saying, look, this situation is so important to me that I'm even willing to die of hunger in order to see a divine intervention, symbolically speaking. Again, that's no scripture. That's not anywhere in the Bible. I'm just kind of extrapolating that from what I see in scripture, that when you fast, it's almost as if you're symbolically saying, this situation is so dire, so grave, so important to me that I'm even willing to die of hunger, symbolically speaking, in order to see a divine intervention. Again, it's not a hunger strike. It's a demonstration to God, look, this is really important to me, and, and I'd really love it if you paid attention. So yeah, it, it is appropriate, I mentioned this earlier, it's appropriate to fast and pray whenever you're encountering a difficult situation in your life. I mean, that that's appropriate. There's nothing wrong with that. David was doing exactly that. Now, look at what happened on uh, as a result of David's fasting, okay? He's fasting and he's praying, of course, hoping for a miracle, hoping for the Lord to intervene miraculously and heal his newborn baby. Look at what happens, 2 Samuel chapter 12, verse 18. On the seventh day, the child died. David's attendants were afraid to tell him that the child was dead, for they thought, while the child was still living, he couldn't listen to us, 
or he wouldn't listen to us when we spoke to him. How can we now tell him the child is dead? He may do something desperate. Then verse 19, David noticed that his attendants were whispering among themselves, and he realized the child was dead. Is the child dead? He asked. Yes, they replied, he's dead. Now, just, just what, as you read that, that's, that's crazy. Because what you, what you find out is that even though David fasted and prayed to the Lord for his son's healing, his son died anyway. And so you read that and you say, what was the point? He didn't get what he wanted. It, did, it didn't work, but it did work. It, it did work. And the reason, the reason, the only reason I can come up with that I can tell you that David's fasting worked even though he didn't get what he asked for is, again, going back to what I think is the reason for fasting. Christians fast in order to align their will to God's will. Christians don't fast in order to get God to do them what, they, what he wants. Christians fast in order to align their will to God's will. Notice how that happened. Even though David didn't get what he prayed and fasted for, look at what, what he did do when he found out that even though he had fasted and prayed, his child had died. Look at David's response. I'm going to read it in verse 20. Look at his response. And that response, at least to me, indicates to me that David did understand that the fast was intended to align his will to God's will. Look at David's response after he was given the bad news that his baby had died. 2 Samuel chapter 12, verse 20. Then David got up from the ground. After he had washed, put on lotions, and changed his clothes, he went into the house of the Lord and worshipped. Then he went to his own house, and at his request they served him food and he ate. Look, I want to go back to where it says, he went into the house of the Lord and worshipped. This is after fasting. This is after he found out that his fast, quote-unquote, didn't work. This is after his fast resulted in completely the opposite of what he was actually fasting for. When that response didn't come the way he expected it, look at what he did. He went to the house of the Lord and worshipped. David's response wasn't that he went all nuclear on God. He didn't start demanding to know why God didn't give him what he had fasted and prayed for. You know, David could have said something like, man, what a waste of time. I'll never fast again. That didn't work. You didn't listen to me. Why, why didn't you pay attention? I thought you loved me. I thought you were supposed to be this loving God who, who answered my prayers and all that stuff. That, that, that wasn't David's response. Instead, even when David didn't get what he was fasting and praying for, his response was to worship the Lord. And you might think, man, David was in deep denial, but no, that, that's not it. What happened was that when David was in that period of fasting and praying, that period of fasting and praying was serving to align David's will to God's will. Yeah, he, he definitely, he started the fast seeking the answer to this specific thing he wanted, the, the healing of his child. But the more time he spent with God in fasting and in praying, I think the more he became convinced that what was more important was for his will to be aligned with God's will. I think spending that time in fasting and prayer was, was time that God used through the Spirit of God to change David's heart so that his heart would be aligned to God's will. And, and I, it wasn't easy. I mean, I can't, I 
Can't believe it was easy for David to get up after that time of period, that period of fasting and praying and, and knowing that your son had just died. It could not have been easy for David to get up and do what he did, go and worship at the temple of the Lord. It couldn't have been easy. And I'm sure it was the probably the hardest thing for David to accept and for David to do, but he accepted it. And we know that he accepted it because at the end of his period of fasting and praying, even when he didn't get what he wanted, he went to the house of the Lord to worship. And, and I think that what's, what's happening there is that David realized that the point of his fasting wasn't to change God's mind, but to change his own heart. And this is where I'm coming back and saying the, the purpose of fasting isn't to twist God's arm. It's not to make God, see if you can make God feel badly enough about your situation that he'll finally give in to what you want him to give in to or what you want him to do, what you're asking him to do. That's not the purpose of fasting. The purpose of fasting, look, if we truly believe that God's will is perfect for our lives, that God's ways are indeed higher than our ways and better than our ways, that God is wiser than we are, that God knows more than we are, then our purpose in fasting should be to seek God's will for our life. Our purpose in fasting should be to remove whatever obstacles may be in the way of us seeing clearly, hearing and understanding clearly in our hearts what the Spirit of God is trying to tell us with regards to this situation that you're actually fasting and praying for. That puts a completely different spin on fasting. Because now fasting isn't about you and your want. Fasting is about God, God's will, and God's kingdom, which is far more important than anything you and I could ever want. So let, let, me, let me give you just a practical example of how I think this can play out for, for stuff that you and I face on a, on a, in, in our lives, right? Let's say there's a job, great job opportunity, and, and you might decide, wow, I really want this job. How can I get this job? I'm qualified for it, but you know, there's some other candidates, and I just don't know if I'm going to get it. Uh, I really want this job. You know what? I'm going to pray. I'm, I'm going to pray that the Lord would give me this job. And then, and then you, you start getting a little bit more concerned, a little bit worried, and you say, boy, this is a tough one. Uh, I just found out that another coworker who is just as qualified as I am is also applying for that same job. Wow, I really need some help. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fast. I'm going to fast. And as, when, when you approach it that way, you're, you're, you're trying to use fasting, again, as a tool to manipulate God to get him to do what you want to do. Give me the job. I'm going to fast. I'm going I'm to stop eating. Hopefully you'll take notice of that I've stopped eating and you'll give me what I'm asking for. You'll give me what I'm fasting for. You'll give me the job. Now, in my opinion, that's the incorrect approach to fasting because you're centering it on you. You want it to be about you and what you want and what you think is best. But if you take the approach that I'm advocating in this episode, that fasting is to align your will to God's will, then when you fast, your fast would be something like this. I'm going to fast and I'm going to pray. But what I'm seeking in this fast is God's will. I, I want clarity. I want God to speak through me, to me rather, during the period of this fast to let me know if this job is what he wants for me so that I can continue to advance his will, his purpose, and his kingdom on this earth. Do you, can you feel the difference? I mean, can you, can you sense the difference between those two approaches to fasting? One is about, give me what I want. The other is, do what you want in me, and, and let, me, let me see what it is that you want. Give me clarity. 
of spirit, clarity of mind, clarity in my heart to be able to perceive what it is that you want and then pursue that. And when when whatever answer comes, if it's not the answer that I necessarily wanted, let me respond with worship to you because your will was done and I want to accept your will. There's a completely different approach to fasting when you view it as a tool not to manipulate God, but to align your heart to God's will. And so th- that that's a practical example. Basically, you can take any situation that you're encountering, and, and you can take David's example and just substitute the you know David's need with the details of your need. In David's case, it was a huge, right? It was a big thing. His his son was or his child was was de- sick to the point of death. Your your details are going to be different, but we're still talking about major things that you're encountering in life. And just think about it. What is a major difficulty you're going through in your life right now? What where is it that you need God or that you want God to intervene miraculously? What what are you crying out to God for? Well, like David, you can fast and you can pray, but just be aware that like David in David's situation, you may not get the response you were fasting and praying for. What do you do then? Do what David did. That's when you decide to worship the Lord, as it were, like David did. You make a decision to accept God's response and and to make sure that your will aligns with God's will. It's, It's not a moment to demand an explanation from God, or even worse, just to give up on God and to say, forget it. I, I'm done with you because you didn't give me what, what I wanted. It's, it's a moment to recognize that God's plans are always better than your plans. And I know, I, man, it's, it's so easy for me to say it, just sitting behind a microphone, speaking into a microphone, and you're hearing me as you're working or as you're folding laundry. Wait, not folding laundry. What do you do? As you're cutting the grass or you're changing the oil, as you're doing that. It's, you know, it, it's, it's, t- it's easy for me to say that just right here. But man, it's tough when we actually encounter it. I'll tell you, I'll be honest with you. I don't know that that I would have been able to respond like David responded if if God didn't respond exactly the way I wanted to to my fast, to my prayer, especially with such a difficult situation like the one David was fasting. I mean, that, that's that's hardcore. That that's tough. And and again, I'm I'm just I'm just here sitting behind a microphone, talking into a microphone, and telling you what. The, but I I know it's tough. It, I know it's tough. But I'm, I'm hoping that for me, the time that I spend fasting and praying, I hope that that time would serve to draw me closer to God so that when the answer comes, and it's not necessarily the answer I was expecting, that I would be open and accepting of whatever His will is regarding that situation, even if it didn't turn out the way I necessarily wanted. That's a tall order. I mean, that, that's a work of the Holy Spirit kind of thing. Right, but that—that's what happened with David, at least. I mean, he was able to to recognize. And again, I'm not saying he liked it or that it was easy for him to accept, but that period of fasting and praying served to align him to what God wanted. To accept that, hey, I've got to trust God. I'm going to worship God for whatever happens, and I'm going to try to make sure my very best that my will is aligned to His will. So that as as I see it as I see scripture and I see the different examples of fasting and praying in scripture I the more and more I'm convinced that fasting has really nothing to do with what I want and trying to get God to do what I want it's all about aligning my will and my heart to God's will and to God's heart why do Christians fast Christians fast in order to align their will to God's will. And there you have it. 
I've just answered the web's most searched question about Christians. So now if someone asks you, hey, well, why do you guys fast? Why do you Christians fast? Well, now you can give them an explanation, or even better, why don't you just point them to this podcast, share this podcast with them, or share the YouTube video with them, and say, hey, here's an explanation for fasting. And it's not a popular one. It's it's not one that I necessarily like, but I do think that Scripture supports that type of an explanation. So now, now that we know that why do Christians fast is one of the web's most searched questions, help spread the word. Like, help, help other Christian bros uh, help maybe even non-Christians who may have this question. Help them understand this. Give this give this podcast a share. You put it on your Facebook. Just tell somebody about it. Share the YouTube video. Give it a, a like. Leave a comment. All that stuff that you do, it helps other bros find the podcast. It helps them find the YouTube channel, and it helps them understand these things a bit more clearly. And and question question of the day. You know, you could put this in the YouTube comments because I don't really have a way for you to comment on the podcast. I guess you could technically, but it's probably easier over in the YouTube channel. Question of the day. Now that you've heard what I think the purpose of fasting is, what do you think the purpose of fasting is? Maybe you disagree with me. That's fine if you do. But what now that you've heard my explanation, what do you think the purpose of fasting is? I'm going to leave a link in the show notes that will take you to the YouTube uh, version of this same teaching. You can hear it there. It's a lot shorter than than what this was. But leave a comment. Let me know, hey, man, I I think you're totally off the mark. Look at this scripture. Did you consider this? Did you look at this passage? Did you look at this explanation? And and let me know in the comments. Now, I don't want you to criticize me. That's not what this is about. I'm not going to come at you either. Like I'm not going to attack you or anything like that. I mean, we're here to grow together, right? Let's help each other out. So let me know. This is the question of the day or a question of the episode. Now that you've heard what I think the purpose of fasting is, what do you think the purpose of fasting is? Go to the YouTube video of this teaching and leave a comment there in the comment section. All right. That's pretty much it, man. Um, that, that's it. Don't, don't forget to subscribe. Uh, check out the Christian Bro Code YouTube channel. There's a link to it in the description. And... Uh, if you want, if you haven't done this yet, be sure that you go to the thechristianbrocode.com. There's a very simple form there that asks for your name and for your email address. And when you fill that out, you're signing up to be notified whenever there's a new episode of the Christian Bro Code podcast or the Christian Bro Code YouTube channel whenever there's a new video put up there. Sometimes it's the identical stuff. Sometimes I'll do different stuff on the podcast that I will on the YouTube channel, but you'll always be notified if you go and you sign up at thechristianbrocode.com. Just fill out the information there. I'm not going to spam you. I'm not going to sell you anything. It's just to notify you when new episodes are ready. All right, bro. That's it for this episode. Why do Christians fast? To align their will to God's will. God bless, bro. Bro.